Hey everybody, welcome back to Casa Walsh, Beverly Hills 90210 podcast. My name is Sam and on today's episode we'll be going over season 4, episode 13 called Emily and it premiered on December 1st, 1993. So the episode starts out and we see Brandon is in San Francisco with Emily and they're spooning in bed together. Um, she has a really big apartment, first I want to notice, um, and I know San Francisco rent, and it is similar, if not possibly more, than New York City rent, and that apartment is huge. She's in, like, a studio, but it's one of those, like, alcove studios, so it's, like, a very big, open apartment, so it's, like, in theory, like, if she wanted to put up a wall for a bedroom, she could. Um, it's really, really big, and I'm curious to where this money comes from. Like, and also how, I mean, her parents are in Athens, Greece. I don't think she has siblings. She's living alone in San Francisco. She dropped out of school after a day. Um, I don't know if it was a day, but she said she went to school for a little bit. So, and it's December. It's still first semester. So I don't know where, um, when she dropped out, but she dropped out very quickly. And, um, I just... How is this, like, how is she getting money to pay for this tremendous apartment? But I don't know. But then they're talking about getting dim sum because when in San Francisco you get dim sum. I don't think I've ever actually had dim sum, but I would try it. So then we're at the Peach Pit and Donna, Brenda, and Andre are talking about Hell Week for the sorority coming up. So it's kind of like the last week usually before people get into their fraternities or sororities, which is pretty common knowledge uh it's like a lot of hazing stuff like that kelly shows up late and apologizes um about her and dylan fighting on thanksgiving she's basically apologizing to brenda because she was obviously there and she doesn't want to get involved in this and then andrea mentions jesse the bartender that she met at the Walsh's, and then obviously once again at Dan's house for Thanksgiving. And Donna remembered him, and because, you know, Donna's sweet and remembers everybody. And um, she tells them that she is going to break up with Dan. She doesn't really know how to do it, but she thinks that she, they're just not a right fit. So she's over Dan, and she's now into the bartender, Jesse. Then at the keg house, John and the other brothers are making the pledges push-ups. And I mean, it's so funny because I wasn't in a sorority, but I know people that were in fraternities and sororities. And I know some of the things they had to do during hazing and push-ups is basically nothing. So, I mean, I guess on the show, they can't really show stuff that went on, but some of the stuff is pretty pretty rough and brutal and nothing compared to um what they do on the show push-ups come on it's also kind of funny um I mean I guess now because it's like I'm in my 30s I would never to be a part of a group to have people make you do all this like ridiculous crazy things it's just I don't know I mean not my thing like I said I wasn't in one but you know to each his own so 
the guys are having to do push-ups and then we see the girls are walking around in the student union in robes with face masks and shower caps on and one of the things that Kelly has to do which is so crazy with her face mask on they make her go up and kiss Dylan and she does and he seems to enjoy it he's having fun with it so then Dan goes to see Andre in her room and he is a little confused about what's going on. He says, you, has, you haven't called me back and I've called you six times. And she's like, I'm really sorry. And he's like, listen to these messages you have. They're probably all from me. So the very first message is from Jesse Vasquez. And you see Dan's like, who the hell is Jesse Vasquez? And she says that he's he's a friend and then this is the first time you're like "Ooh, ouch dan says vasquez what is this some equal opportunity program which is i mean she accuses of racism and she's not a hundred percent wrong to say vasquez and then question if it's an equal opportunity program is 100 percent a racist comment um, but then she kind of just pulls off the band-aid and she breaks up with him. She's She doesn't want to see him anymore. And that's not the reason why. I mean, she just, she was, you know, going to break up with him anyway. But I think that, you know, that comment kind of maybe helped her ease uh, ease the pain a little bit of doing it. So then we are in um, San Francisco and we see Brandon and Emily. They're getting their dim sum and he's telling her about you know his dating experience since she's left so he mentions Brooke the bigot um she was my favorite she's not really but it kind of uh Nikki actually my favorite of the girls and then he mentions Jill from the summer and then he and Emily say that they love each other so Emily Valentine is the first girl that we've seen that Brandon tells her he loves Okay, I'm going to go back to Dylan and Kelly. This is a forced, forced thing. So you're telling me that you're in love with a girl that nearly blew up your house. She was crazy obsessed with you. Um, You basically screamed at her um, about some of the lies that she was telling. And she was just very manipulative. Um, she obviously had some, you know, emotional issues. She was hospitalized for this. You haven't seen her in two years, haven't talked to her in two years, but you're in love with her because you know, you want to be, or is it because Jason Priestley and Christina Elise were dating in real life? Just putting it out there. I think that's really more of what it was and they were just bringing his girlfriend in real life back that's my that's my theory I don't think Brandon and Emily were some great love story give me a break so then Brenda is at rehearsals for this play that she got so she had mentioned it to Dylan on Thanksgiving the last episode and she got a part in a play by some guy who is in their romantic poetry class. And so they're doing a run through of everything. And she's reading the script with the director and the cast. And as she's reading this, she realizes that he wants her to take off all her clothes. And she's like, I'm not doing that. But then he is trying to convince her to do it, basically implying that um, that's what she has to do. So... 
the question is, will Brenda take off her clothes or will she not? We'll have to see to find out. So then um, we see the keg uh, pledges in their very difficult hazing process, uh, marching with helmets on. And then John makes Steve do some push-ups while singing the alphabet. Really, really tough stuff. Um, again, this is this is nothing compared to the things that people had to do. So he uh, then needs Kelly and Donna to help him with an outfit because he has to dress up like a girl. I guess that's some scavenger hunt. They need to take pictures of it or something. So they give him, It's it seems like they give him a dress, but it's clearly not either one of their dresses because it's not possible that they would, that he would be able to fit into a dress of theirs because he's a lot bigger than their, them. Um, I mean, you also see that the dress is huge on him. Um, but I mean, in theory, they can help him with his makeup and doing his hair on the wig or whatever, which is, that would be normal, but not, he wouldn't lend, lend him a dress. So back in San Francisco, Emily and Brandon are taken in the sights, walking all over, doing a little, um, you know, sightseeing there. And they do mention that he could consider transferring to Berkeley or if she comes down to California University or goes to a school in L.A. So uh, although she says she dropped out of school, so it's really unclear that she want what she wants to do except for something with marine biology. Okay. Um, so yeah. Um, I don't, I mean, this is so ridiculous. I don't buy it, but then Steve is showing Keith, his photo dressed as the girl. He tells him that he also has another mission to do. And that mission, if he chooses to accept it is to go into um, Professor Randall's office and he has as a prized possession a signed baseball by Jackie Robinson and Steve has to go and steal that baseball and Steve says to Keith there's no way I'm going to be able to get into his office he won't give it to me like you know what are you talking about and he says yeah here's a key uh, to the office this is how you get in so they obviously know Steve's history and that's why he was given this kind of job to do. So is he going to break into the office? I mean, all I would do is go up to Randall and be like, hey, Randall, I'm in this frat. Um, my job is to basically get that Jackie Robinson ball. Can I borrow it from you? Or maybe like get a freaking tell him to hide the baseball, get a baseball forge his signature and give it to them and and just let randall know because this is the other way is just dumb but i don't know that's just me thinking also also like i'm not gonna keep it you can give it back to them what are they gonna do with you know so i don't know so then we see andre and jesse and they played softball together i guess he invited her on a softball date and she went and he asks her why she would go out with a bum like him. And he basically tells her that he was kind of testing her. Um, and she, he introduces her to his friend uh, who he goes to UCLA Law School with. So he is a second year law student. 
And that was really the test. He wanted to see if Andrea would go out with Jesse, the law student, or with Jesse, the bartender. So um, he goes to UCLA Law second year, and he also says that his buddy from UCLA Law was a friend of his from undergrad where he went to Yale. And obviously Andrew was like, oh my god, you went to Yale? And he's like, yeah, why? And she's like, it's a long story. It's not that long. You got into Yale. You were going to go to Yale. Um, Yale was your dream, but you stayed in California because Grandma Rose got sick. And I'm putting that in quotation marks because that's not why she stayed. Um... She stayed because she wasn't leaving the show and they had to keep them all going to the same college together because that is normal. Not normal at all. So back in San Francisco, Brandon and Emily are back in her humongous apartment and her neighbor Rosie comes by because Rosie just pops in and out. And um, Emily whispers to her not to say anything Um, because she whatever she doesn't want her to tell her this secret that what's going on so Rosie ends up telling Brandon hey I'm not supposed to tell you this but I'm going to tell you this anyway so basically in one out or the other but she tells her tells him that Emily was accepted to study in France uh, for this marine biology program and not many people get it. It's a really great opportunity. And she's supposed to leave in three days. And basically you being here puts a, you know, it's an issue. Because obviously she hasn't packed at all. Like she's not going, doesn't seem as if she's going to France. And a lot of it now has to do with Brandon. So the next morning Rosie said you have to, you know, basically let her go to France. You need to talk to her about this because um, this is an opportunity that she shouldn't be able to, she shouldn't miss because of feelings for you, crush for you, something along those lines. And he doesn't disagree. I mean, I think that he obviously has strong feelings for Emily, but he, he realizes that this is an opportunity that she shouldn't, you know, she shouldn't miss out on. So, then we see Steve in the student union and he is back to his outfit dressed as a girl. David and Dylan are making fun of him and he's handing out pictures of himself to students and he's having fun with it and you know just kind of he's being Steve and, and it's it's funny. So then um, Keith and John are talking afterwards and Keith says to John he thinks Steve's a good guy and John basically disagrees. John disagrees because John has it out for him. And Keith's like, well, he's done everything that we've asked him to do. And John's like, well, we'll see if he steals that baseball because I don't think he will. So um, back in San Francisco, Brandon is talking to Emily and basically, you know, convinces her to go to France. He says that they will work it out. And she's scared to go and doesn't know what to do. But he he's now giving her the push to go. He thinks obviously it is important she goes, which I agree. Um, and thinks, you know, she'd be crazy not to go. It's an opportunity. But regarding their relationship, they will work it out. Sure they will. So 
Then Kelly asks Brenda about um, the place she's in. She's like, oh my God, I'm so excited. I want to see it. And Brenda doesn't really want anyone going because she is supposed to take off her clothes. And Brenda tells Kelly to skip it because she she basically tells her what's going on. She says, I'm, I have to take off my clothes. And then Dylan comes by and says that he's going too. And Brenda's like, no, no, I don't really think you should go. And Kelly's kind of just laughing because Kelly knows why she doesn't want him going or anyone else going for that matter. So then with the peach pit, Jim and Cindy are there talking to Nat about Brandon being in San Francisco with Emily because everybody thinks it's weird because it is weird. And Dylan comes in and runs into Jim and Cindy. And he mentions that, um, mentions the play and her parents had no idea about it. They knew that she was doing a play, but they didn't know that it was opening night that night. So, um, they were a little surprised to, you know, that he was telling them about the play that they didn't really know anything about. So then David, Donna, Kelly, and Andrea are there to go to the play. And then Dylan shows up with, uh, Jim and Cindy and Kelly was like oh boy like basically like kind of you know this is going to be interesting and from backstage Brenda sees she's looking through the curtains and then she sees that her parents are there so she doesn't know like what she's going to do and kind of just like uh, nervous about it. So then back in San Francisco Brandon is helping Emily pack for France so she's going to France he's packing for her uh, helping her pack and he sees that she has his Minnesota Twiz- Twins jersey, his prized possession. And I thought he, she gave it back to him or, like, he demanded it. Um, but she still has it. And he, she was like, oh, okay, I'll give it back to you. And he's like, I, I want you to have it, basically. He, because he's so in love with her. He wants her to have it. And they promised to write and call and basically it it's implied it's that they're going to try this long distance relationship he will be in california she will be in france and they are going to work this relationship out because it is so realistic and it makes a lot of sense that's pure sarcasm there because there's no way that that's possible especially when you're a freshman in college i understand if you're later after college in your 20s 30s trying to do a long distance relationship while someone's going to be in France for a year or something like that you can make that work it's not realistic when you're a freshman in college it's just that's it's not so but they're going to try it so we'll see what happens so then back at the play Brenda's on stage and Jim is whispering to Cindy how awful the play is and Brenda starts this big monologue and that's the big monologue where she's supposed to take off her clothes And as she's speaking, Kelly realizes that, oh, my God, maybe she's going to do this and says out loud, oh, my God, she's actually going to take off her clothes. And you see Jim and Cindy hear it and they're kind of freaking out. David kind of puckers up a little bit, which is funny. And when she takes off this robe that she's wearing, you see that she's wearing this cute little black dress. So then she jokes, she's making a joke. Now she's like trying to take off the black dress and she's like, hold on a second, like making kind of a joke out of it. And you see everyone in the, the audience is laughing and they think it's funny except the director actually. And then she kind of gets off this other little black dress and she's got another one directly underneath it. So she does not take off her clothes. 
And afterwards, everyone is telling her she was great and they loved the play. They probably liked her part because the rest of it was obviously terrible. And the guy that directed the play even came over to her and, and asks her kind of what that was. And she's like, it worked. You know, everyone liked it. And he's like, don't change a thing. So he's fine with what she's doing. He probably is just some like loser that just wanted her to get naked just because he wanted a girl to get naked. But also it's like in rehearsals, she's never she's never did it. Like she got naked in rehearsals. Come on. They do a dress rehearsal. She would have done that. I assume, or something, or whatever. <laughs> so um, then we see Steve, and it is time for him to break into Randall's office and get that Jackie Robinson baseball. He goes in, he grabs the baseball, and boom, security comes in, busts him. There's a guy with security holding a flashlight when Steve's got the baseball in his hand, and he's like, spread them, which I thought was kind of funny, that that security guard... I wonder if he was, like, paid for that or was it just, like, an extra? Because he just said spread them, I think. And I think if you say under a certain amount of lines, you are considered an extra and it's over a certain amount, then you get paid, like, as a day player. Not sure, but it was funny. He told him to spread them. So um, Steve is in trouble, it seems. So then at the end of the episode, Brandon and Emily are saying goodbye. And... When her cab appears, uh, she says to him that she doesn't expect him to be faithful to her. Okay, I mean, sure, he shouldn't be because it's not realistic, but sure. They say they love each other and goodbye. And that is where we leave this episode. But is it the last time we see Emily Valentine? I can tell you one thing for sure. She might be back. She might be back. But that is it for this episode. Fun facts and tidbits. So I don't have much, but I have two songs. So those two songs I have are when Brenda, Andrea, Kelly, and Donna have their little girl sorority meeting at the Peach Pit. The song is Let's Hang On by Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons. And then the second song I have is when Brandon and Emily are kind of roaming around San Francisco. The song is San Francisco Days by Chris Isaac. Uh, Not his first time on the show. And I actually am a huge Chris Isaac fan. So um, I enjoy hearing his... uh, hearing his songs but that is yep that's it for the fun facts and tidbits uh sorry i don't have more for this one thank you all for listening to casa walsh a beverly hills 90210 podcast my name is sam and on the next episode we'll be going over season four episode 14 called windstruck and we'll see you then thanks for listening